because I always record my sermons. If you go to my website, by the end of the day, it will be on my website. Every sermon that I preach, I always record it because sometimes I use it for the radio broadcast also. And like our pastor said, if you are not aware of it, I have radio broadcast on KXXT every Saturday. That is AM 1010 in Phoenix, Arizona, every Saturday at 4.30, 30 minutes. My, my preaching is always teaching. Teaching. There's the difference between teaching and preaching. Teaching is when I refer you to the Bible verses, so it's instructional. That is what I do on the radio. I could preach where I am all like just on fire and just going along and people are just glued to their seats. But I noticed that it's better to teach when you are in the midst of the congregation. A lot expect to teach the word of God because it really helps. So on radio, also we are on Radio Nigeria, you know, Radio Nigeria, Ibadan, Radio Edo uh, State, Edo Broadcasting Corporation. We're trying to get to Lagos now. Um, so because the Lord said, preach the word of God. The word of God is the life that we need. So I said, the Lord, come and talk to us today. Since 1970-something, well, when I gave my life to the Lord, and, I mean, and the Lord called me, and we started, I started going on evangelism, the Lord laid upon my heart. Let me tell you a little background. I was in University of Ife, called University of Ife in those days. It's no more called University of Ife in Nigeria. And I went, the Lord told me to went for a brief fast. And during that fast, uh, the Lord spoke to me. Why I was on radio is what I want to lead you to. I was on three-day fast, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And then the Saturday to Sunday, I challenged myself. I said, well, I wanted to go to the mountain top. There was a mountain in the university where people normally trail and there are some people go there and, and then I went to sleep overnight in the door in the jungle. More like boldness. So I went there and I slept overnight. And during the evening I went there about four PM so I could see the environment if there's any dangerous thing I could see before it gets dark. So and I went so when I was sleeping around four PM I found myself in a trance or in a vision on that mountain in the universe of Hife. Some radio broadcast was playing. Somebody was preaching on the radio and I woke up and it was still hearing and I thought, well, I didn't bring any radio to this place. The Lord was prophesying to me I would be, that would be my major ministry radio. So when that, when that came back, he told me about that, that that was why he made me be hearing radio but somebody preaching on the radio, and of course we were already Christians then, and there was always this uh, Equa in Nigeria, Evangelical Christian of West Africa. They have a radio broadcast, and we always listen to it. So I was thinking that was what I was listening to in Nigeria in 1974, something like that. But after I realized that God was told me that, well, radio is a way of ministering that he wanted me to be, a, well, I started being a preacher, and after a while I got enough money to be on radio after I came to America because Nigeria, we, even though we were working, we were going from paycheck to paycheck. Praise the Lord. So that was how the radio broadcast and then the Lord has been good in going to many other radio stations. Now, what do I want to exhort on today? I want to talk briefly because today is Mother's Day. Mother's Day. And the Lord put upon my heart to talk about faith. Faith. 
And there is a mother in the Bible that gave us an example of what faith is. You know, you, as a mother, you can learn from your children, isn't it? Yeah. Now let's see the story of Mary. Mary, the mother of Jesus. Well, I'm just going to use that as a stepping stone to talk about the faith I'm talking about. In the Gospel of John, because Apostle John was the only one that recorded this story of the water being turned to wine. Gospel of John chapter 2, he said there was a marriage in Cana of Galilee. And uh, the mother of Jesus was invited. Jesus was invited. Verse 1. And the third day there was a marriage in Cana of Galilee. And the mother of Jesus was there. And both Jesus was called and his disciples to the marriage. And when they wanted wine, the mother of Jesus said unto him, They have no wine. Jesus said unto her, Woman, what have I to do with thee? My hour is not yet come. His mother said unto the servants, Whatsoever he said unto you, do it. Now, that is all I'm going to read about that. But you see, how did she know about that? How did Mary know? Because she has been with the Lord Jesus Christ as a young little boy going through adult and we know that the Lord Jesus Christ have been performing some miracles in the house. And you know, like you are beginning to do that, the first thing is maybe the mother will try to question it and over the years she knew that whatever he said unto you, do it. That was where he brought that understanding to us. Now, I remember one time where somebody said, there is no more salt. That was not me. No more salt in the house. She will forgot to buy salt. And uh, a brother said to him, shake that salt, there will be, there, you know, this kind of salt. Shake it, there will be salt in that can. And the brother shook it. Oh, there is enough salt for what I needed. And he said, whatever he said unto you, do it. Something like that could have happened in the house of Mary. Yeah. Over the years, Mary began to realize that whatever he said to you, do it. So that was where he got the idea from. Because the other churches were trying to elevate Mary as oh, she must be a goddess. No, she was not a goddess. She just learned from experience. Remember, there was a, in the wedding that we did, I was given a story of my son that you can learn from your little kids. Maybe you guys have played by that. I will give you just testimony. My son went to maybe when I came back home, they were correcting me that it was not in the store, it was a library. They were doing a raffle in the library where they have a little bike for little boys. And the boy went with the parent, with my, my wife and the other big sisters. And he, he was about 10 years old then. And he saw this bicycle, this boy's bicycle. And they said, Well, you take a raffle, you might win it. And the boy went and took the raffle. And I was told, and this, I, he came back and told me that he went and laid the hand upon the bicycle and claimed it in Jesus' name. Wow. But after I came back, my sister, the sister said, no, it was not laid hand. He poured oil, because there was an oil that was given in the church that used it to claim anything. Just use, and he went and said, well, you guys took the oil to the library. How come? Whatever it is, whether he used the oil or he laid hand, he claimed it by prayer. A 10 year old boy. And uh, the, before they left, they draw the raffle and he won the raffle. And I just saw them bringing the bicycle back home and they said, He won it, he won it. How come? And they told me the story. 
we can learn from those boys too. Also. We can learn from little kids. That was how I knew that Mary learned this story, this lesson, that he told the servants, whatever he say unto you, do it. Now that is the thing I'm going to say about that, but let's see what God talks about faith. What God talks about faith, that we are going to exhort one another. In the story in the book of Mark chapter 5, Mark chapter 5. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. There is this story here of the woman with the issue of blood. The Lord Jesus Christ was called actually by Jairus. They say he was a leader of the synagogue to come to his house and help his and lay hand upon his daughter that was dying. And the Lord Jesus Christ was going and this woman interrupted as they were going. In Mark chapter 5, let's read from verse 25. A certain woman which had an issue of blood 12 years and had suffered many things of many physicians and had spent all that she had and was nothing bettered, but rather grew worse. When she had heard of Jesus, came in the press behind and touched his garment. For she said, for she said, underline that phrase, for she said, if I may touch both his clothes, I shall be whole. And straightway, the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. And Jesus immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned him about in the press and said, Who touched my clothes? And his disciples said unto him, Thou seest the multitude thronging thee, and says thou who touched me? And he looked round about to see her that had done this thing. But the woman fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. And he said unto her, Daughter, thy faith has made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. Now, four points were highlighted in that simple story. The first point is the woman said, faith has to be spoken. You have to speak out. You have to say something. Faith has to be spoken. And she said, before even she got this thing, she said something. If I may touch, if I may touch, if I may touch. Then the next thing after you say it, you have to go act it. I mean, go do it. Don't forget those four items. Say it, do it, then you will receive it. And every story in the Bible that seems to be, they got something from the miracles from the Lord Jesus Christ has to do with that. And the Lord Jesus Christ gave us in Mark chapter 11 a summary of that also about faith. You have to say something and then you have to act it out. If I may touch, that was in her heart. Then she said it out with her mouth. If I may touch, then she went and touched. And after she touched, she received something. Now, let me point to the verse 33. Verse 33 that we just read. Why do you think the Lord Jesus Christ stopped and said, Who touched my clothes? When everybody was touching him. Because you can't take these things secretly. It looks like this thing is flowing from him. It's flowing. The power was flowing like a river. But only faith 
can take it. Only faith can take it. But you can't take it and hide. But you say, but gee, I don't want anybody to know that I'm carrying this trouble. And that's something, you know, in America, not, not only in America, you say the doctor and the patient is a private thing. You can't reveal what the patient also. You have to be, it's a, it's a privacy thing. They don't want, the patient does not want the doctor to tell what the patient has come for. Now, look at this woman. You know what this woman, the problem of this woman was not to be revealed. You know that? In Israel, anything like that is said to be almost like leprosy. You are not to touch anybody because they thought you are unclean if you are still having an issue of blood. So for her to come into the crowd alone, nobody should know that she had issue of blood. Now she got it now, she didn't want anybody to know that she already was carrying. It's almost like somebody that was uh, having cancer, she didn't want anybody to know he had cancer. And then he got healed. And they said, you have to come and testify. <gasps> I don't want them to know I even had it in the first place. That was the story of it. But logically said, she has to testify to make it permanent. She has to tell it. That was why Lord just stopped and said, who touched my cloth? Who touched my cloth? And everybody was looking, nobody, everybody's touching you. Like our pastor says, some people are just taking selfie, photograph with Jesus. But when the woman touched her by faith, she got something. So he says, say it first, then do it, and act on it. Then you will receive something, verse 29. Now he wants you to tell it. Tell it. That you can't, you can't just keep it secretly. There was a time they thought, well, the Lord Jesus said, don't go and tell anybody, but it was... It was like a sarcasm. They went and told everybody. The ten lepers. He said, go and show yourself to the priest. They were going and then they got healed. One came back screaming, shouting hallelujah. And that one got permanent. So he wanted you to tell it. So that was what you see in that story of that woman. Tell it. Now in Mark chapter 11, Mark chapter 11, the summary of that says, tell it was given to us in Mark chapter 11, in verse 23, where the Lord Jesus Christ said, Verily I say unto you, whosoever shall say, there is speaking, there is saying to the mountain, which you must open your mouth and say it with your own mouth. And then you don't doubt in your heart, because you went for it, and doubt not in your heart, without removal and without casting to the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart. They shall believe that those things which he says shall come to pass, he shall love whatsoever he says. The people of God, many times we believe. Many times we believe. But sometimes what we are saying is conflicting with what we believe. Or what we are saying, we are not saying it consistently. Take, for example, if somebody is uh, afflicted with a uh, fever the common african malaria fever and you believe god and you claim your victory and they pray for you somebody pray for you you say okay thank you i am healed some of those may be processed it takes some process before it fully gets to maturity where you finally say you are well but it's possible that people when they were still feeling that cake Somebody say, how are you feeling now? They say, oh, they are still sick. Well, you just reverse the thing you said when you say God has healed you. So you've got to say it and consistently say it. 
See, my people, they do not miss it by not believing. They are not saying the right thing. They are not saying the consistent thing. Because what you say shall come to pass. That's what Jesus Christ said in Mark, Mark chapter 11, verse 23. Whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he says shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he says. So you've got to hang in there and keep saying the same thing. Keep saying the same thing. Keep saying the same thing. And then it will come to pass. Now let me bring it down to the level of, of, uh, of, our, of, our, of our environment. Take for example the cell phone. Everybody has cell phone right now. When you, now that you happen to be in the computer world so that we program all of these things, if you say to your cell phone, Google, you know, everybody say Google, and you talk to it, you call voice activation. So you use your voice to say something and it will go through some program and give you the answer. Now, if you say it and then you say the opposite, I mean, you confuse the program. You can confuse the program that is going to respond. And that is exactly what we are doing when we doubt. Because God said, you say it, but don't doubt in your heart. I use an illustration that when you try to shoot an arrow, and you say, open arrow, shoot, and the arrow is flying towards the target, you think, well, it's all done. But in the spiritual world, your, your, your unbelief can turn the arrow back. So that's the difference. In the spiritual world, your unbelief can turn the arrow back, or in the most, or in the least, it will make it miss the mark or the target. So that's why he said, don't doubt in your heart, but believe what you say shall come to pass, and you will have what you say. You have to maintain what you are saying, that I am healed, I am healed, I am healed. I say, well, yeah, you are not healed. There are many testimonies of people that have given these testimonies of how they maintain that confession and it can take instant it can also be a while because some things they are processed there are doctors here if somebody if the doctor say take this medicine three times a day when once after every meal for so many days it's a process you have to keep you can't stop after two days nothing has changed and you stopped then you will get the healing also. So you have to do it continuously. The same thing in the word of God. He said, let this word abide in your heart. He said, do, let it not depart from your mouth. That's one of the things God told Joshua. Let this word of, my, of, the, of the word of the Lord not depart from your mouth. That means you have to keep saying the word of God. And we assume that we're only talking about one. It's everything. It's a lifestyle. We have to make a life. I was just sharing that with somebody recently, some days ago. We have to make confessing the word of God a lifestyle. That is, just say it every time. Say it every time. Say it every time. We say, well, I'm not feeling like that now. But you keep saying what you want it to be. Well, GB, I'm feeling the ache here now. I say, well, how do you feel? No, you have to keep saying, the ache may be there, but I believe God has healed me. You have to keep saying what you want. Why? Because you say, you shall have what you say. There's, I want you to know that there's a weight on what I'm talking about. You shall have what you say. You shall have what you say. You can't say good things and then come back and say bad things. This goes in every aspect of our lives. In every, every area of our life. Think from parents that 
you say you bless your children and tomorrow you are angry so much you don't want to cause why will you cause you just reverse the blessing you shall have what you say so what the lord is teaching us when he say whosoever shall say unto this mountain many people remember that they want to say for something they want to move at this particular point when they want to move it but it is a lifestyle what i'm saying it's a lifestyle you have to make a lifestyle of saying the right thing saying the positive thing saying a blessing that's why the bible says bless and cost not bless always because you will always have what you say so if you have been blessing and blessing and blessing and tomorrow this fellow offended you so much you reverse your cause it could be your spouse it could be your child you are reversing all the blessing that you have been blessing so you got to control self-control when the bible says love love when god describes himself it is all the self-control yeah, but you made me mad. Yeah, but you still have to have the self-control. Don't change your blessing to a cause. Don't bless for seven days and the eighth day you curse. Because you can't nullify all those seven days of blessing. See? You shall have what you say. So that is one of the reasons why I'm emphasizing that. Because that is the great revelation God has been revealing in this time that we have been glossing over these Bible verses. But when we begin to analyze it, in teaching, we see that, wait a minute, the Lord is saying something here. Verse 24 of Mark chapter 11 again is another, another variation of what he was saying in verse 23. This time he's saying when you pray. So, Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire when you pray. The first one is you just say without praying. You are saying to the mountain. You're not saying to God, you're saying to the mountain. See, which means he's telling us he has given us human beings authority. He said, whosoever, he didn't say only if you are righteous. Of course, we know those are the underpinning. He doesn't say only if you are believing me. No, he said, whosoever shall say unto this mountain. Because we as human beings on this planet, God gave this planet to man, to human beings. And when we know our right, then we can begin to exercise that right. And that is what one of the things is saying here, that if you say unto this mountain, you don't doubt, you believe what you say shall come to pass, then you will have what you say. These are all the things that God is wanting us to, as believers, to begin to use as exercising our authority on the earth realm. Actually, the Lord Jesus Christ said, all power in heaven and earth has been given unto him, but he delegated that power or not to the body of Christ. You and I, not the pastors, not the apostles, not the preachers, not only those who are prophets, you as a believer, the authority has been de delegated to you. Mark chapter 16, let's point that one out, that it's for, it's for everybody that is a believer. All we are doing as teachers is to teach one another what God has said. And then, when you know that this is what God has said, practice it, use it, and you will see that it works. Mark chapter 11, uh, chapter 16, verse 17 and 18. This is the last, according to Mark, this is the, the words of our Lord Jesus Christ after he resurrected and the commission. Verse 17 says, And these signs shall follow them that believe. Whom shall the signs follow? Believe. Them that believe. 
He didn't say, you shall follow only those I, I appoint to be apostles. No. He didn't say, only those that I appoint to be ministers of the gospel. No. Them that believe. Even the little boy, 10 year old, he believes these signs shall follow you. And these are the signs. In my name, you shall cast out devils. All these diseases and sicknesses, they are actually caused by some of these demons and so on and so forth. They shall speak with new tongues. That's a gift that you want to give to everybody. They shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Who are these people that you do this? Them that believe. Everybody. Everybody. So that is what I just pointed out now that we have to know that it's for all of us to be able to do this. But take some exercise in it. Well, let me point to some of the few things like testimonies. I was in, a, I was in a England many years before and I was preaching out. No, anywhere I find myself, I try to be an evangelist, it's what, they call, what I call myself. So I was preaching in the train and people look at me as, this is strange. Never, it's not common for somebody to stand up in the midst of the crowd and be talking to everybody. So I was praying, he said, no, after I left, somebody followed me among them and said, son, I noticed that I'm a Christian too. So we, we became friends. So he invited me to his house and the first thing his wife asked me is, how did you get the boldness to be able to preach in the train? And the boldness come from the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why the Lord said, he will fill everybody with the Holy Spirit. That Holy Ghost is to give you the boldness. But if you put it upon yourself, then you are a good candidate. That Lord say, well, you need the Holy Ghost. So if I'm going to challenge all of the younger people, I say, take it upon yourself to witness because you are expected to be a witness for Jesus. Mm-hmm. Be a witness. At least tell somebody about Jesus. And when you begin to say it, when you begin to tell somebody, even in your work, in your place of work, in the place where you socialize, and don't be ashamed of the gospel of Christ. And you tell them about this life of Jesus that is calling you to come and be. Come and be like him. Come and be a, a partaker of this inheritance. Then he will give you the anointing you need to be confident, to be bold, to have something to say, to have a testimony. Share your own testimony, what he has done for you, and you will get more testimonies. So what I'm trying to point out is that you need that Holy Spirit anointing for you to be able to be confident, not to be ashamed, not to be intimidated, not to be shy. So that is one of the things we need. But after you get the battle, you go, then you go ahead and witness for Jesus. You see, in some of these books, I want you to take some of them, as many as you want, and give it to some friends. But in some of these testimonies, you will see confrontation with people that want to challenge the word of God. You will see testimonies of how the Lord has been great, how the Lord has healed people, and how he has, how we exercise his faith. So those are all the testimonies you see in the book, and I want you to learn from that, and then go and exercise it. You will say that it works for you, it will work just like it worked for that guy, it worked for you also. Praise the Lord. Yeah. And I'm going to go into another, let me, let me talk a little bit on your path. Because when we say some things, sometimes we assume that, yeah, God can do this thing, God can do this thing, God can do this thing. But see, it is motion. You have a part to play, and God has his own part to play when it comes to answering your prayer. You have your own part to play and God has his own part to play. Let me bring a 
That from First Thessalonians chapter five, just briefly, I will point to First Thessalonians chapter five, verse fifteen. See how Apostle Paul presented this brief exhortation to everybody, and the way he presented it makes us to see that it is always a mutual agreement between me and the Lord. He said, "You have your part to play." And God has his own part to play. From verse 15, first call Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 15. This is Apostle Paul writing to the Thessalonians, and he said, in form of exhortation, see that none render evil for evil unto any man. Well, that's what you and I have to do. See that none render evil unto any man, but ever follow that which is good, both among yourselves and to all men. Verse 16 says, rejoice evermore. That's what you and I have to do. Rejoice evermore. Now he says, verse 17 says, pray without ceasing. That's what you and I can do. Pray without ceasing. That's our own part to play in many things when it comes to spiritual life. Verse 18. In everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. You and I have to do that. It's telling you what you can do, what I can do. Now, in verse it, in verse 19, it says, Quench not the spirit, despise not prophesying, prove all things, hold fast that which is good. Verse 22, abstain from all the appearances of evil. That's what you have to do and I have to do. So all our own part to it. But look at verse 22, verse 23. This is where God comes in. I'm the very God of peace. Sanctify you holy. And I pray, God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 24 says, Faithfully see that call it you who also will do it. So, what I'm saying then is, all of these exhortations are the one that you can do. And the one that you cannot do, God will do that. God is going to answer that prayer. He said, God of peace will sanctify you wholly. So, it is always mutual, your own part and God's part. When you, you do your part, God will always do his own part. You see the same story when it comes to faith. Look at the story I started with, Mark chapter 5, where the woman that has issue of blood. What is her part to play? She didn't, if she stayed out and said, well, I believe that that man of God can heal me. But if she, she saw the crowd and said, oh, too much crowd, and she gave up, well, she won't get healing. But she has some part to play. She pressed through the press. She pressed through the crowd. She stepped on some toes. Let's put it that way. She stepped on some toes until she touched the Lord Jesus Christ. That is her own part to play. So, but she did her own part where then the Lord Jesus Christ gave the miracle because she got what she wanted. So it is always you do your part, God will do some part. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You do your part, God will do some part. Luke chapter 10, verse 19. Let me bring that a little bit also. I'm more or less pointing to some of the Bible verses that make us to know that God has given us authority. We are to use that authority and be wise in how we use it. Luke chapter 10, verse 19. Here, the Lord Jesus Christ was talking to the apostles, to the disciples, but it's also passed down to us. He said, after they came back, after they have gone to witness, they say, wait, well, look, the devil actually are subject to us in your name. Verse 17 says, and the 70 people returned again with joy, saying, Lord, 
Even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. And the Lord Jesus said, I beheld Satan as lightning fell from heaven. Behold, verse 19, I give unto you power, that's authority, to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by enemies hurt you. Nothing shall by enemies hurt you. So that Bible verse was what was making us go when we started following the Lord, when we started going about preaching the gospel. That Bible verse he has given us authority. Let me, many of us are from Africa, and we know all the fears, all the threats that uh, the enemy, the devil, the voodoo people, they have devils against people, they do all those terrible things against human beings. And I was raised in that same society, afraid of the wishes, afraid of my next door neighbor, afraid of this and that because of what was going on in this society. And those things was going on, there's no doubt about it. But when you come to Christ Jesus, and you know the Lord Jesus Christ, this is what he has given to the believers, authority. To tread upon serpents, those are those wishes and wizards and the powers of darkness and the voodoo players and those are practicing it, or those are just wish, wishes. He said he has given us authority over them. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. When we understand that, then we begin to go boldly to tell them about the love of Jesus Christ. And when you tell them about the love of Jesus, the Lord is ready to back you up. Because he said it, I send you, I give unto you the authority to tread on this surface and scope. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. Nothing shall by any means hurt you. Believing that, you've got to believe it just the way it is. Believe the word of God. You say, well, that's all. Nothing shall be. Yeah, just believe it like that. Then you have to go with that boldness that the Lord said it and he will fulfill it. And those are all the things when we were high school, I was just a young man like many of these young people that I saw when I was after, after in college days that I we pick up these Bible verses and we just take it like that. I say, well, have you received the Holy Ghost? Then the Lord gave you, everybody's giving the Holy Spirit. He wants to give you the Holy Spirit. If you have not, he said, we lay hand upon them and they get baptized in the Holy Spirit. But when he gives you the Holy Spirit, you still can be afraid if you don't believe the word. Just believe this word of God, the way it is written. And go and exercise it in love. The Lord always helped me to point that one out. When you are talking to people, talk in love with confidence but in love because there was time when we were still young and we we go with that almost challenging people almost fighting no you don't want to fight it's still in love but what you are saying is he has given you authority so that you are not to be afraid of the fear that we used to have be afraid of in africa where they think oh the voodoo man is doing that or the witchcraft is one pursuing me from my father's house or from my mother's house they may be pursuing but we are above them we have authority over them. That's what we are saying. And when you have authority over them, whom are they sending? They are sending devils on Iran. But the devils are under my feet. But you have to believe it that way. Believing the word of God is what we are saying. Say, that's all. Yeah, just believe it. And then walk with Jesus. The most important is to do your own part. Your part is to walk with Jesus. Keep yourself with Jesus. Walk in his righteousness 
And he's the one that's going to be helping you. He said, well, gee, that's why, because uh, I did that wrong, I did that wrong. Jesus Christ said, come to me and he will wash your heart clean so that you don't do those things wrong anymore. He wants to wash you clean. That is what he had promised. If anyone that coming to him, he wash you with his blood. If you, if you wash you with his blood, you are clean. So very important that you now don't keep condemning yourself because there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. No condemnation to we who are in Christ Jesus. You have to first believe that because people can still put themselves under condemnation. Where you think, where you know, that is why you are not bold enough to even talk about you see the rich man, the, the voodoo man is challenging you. You are afraid because you are not confident in the Lord. Your confidence is in the word of God. I say, I'm already washed by the blood of Jesus Christ. You have to believe it. How do you know you are a believer? How do you know you are going to heaven? It's by believing his word. You just have to believe his word. How do you know that by following this Jesus, you are going to heaven? It's because he said it. Because Jesus Christ said it. That's why I believe it. Now, if I'm standing here, and a Muslim man that believes in Allah and, and doesn't believe in Jesus is standing here, and I ask him, because I've asked them, are you sure you are going to heaven or paradise? They will tell you that, well, nobody knows. That's what the Muslim man thinks. They think God is going to wait. But how do you know you are going to heaven if you are a believer in Christ? Because Jesus Christ said it. So it is faith in his word. This is what the Lord Jesus Christ said. Gospel of John chapter, chapter 1. Because when you understand the word of God, then you have to believe every word also. Not just the word that says you are saved from sin, you are going to heaven. Also the one that says he has given you authority, you have to believe that also. And just trust his word. Here is the word that the word of God said. Go to Gospel of John chapter 3. Verse 16 says, God so loved the world that who he, he gave his only because of that whosoever will believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. If you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, he said you will not perish but have everlasting life. Is that just, just like that? Yeah. How do you know you have everlasting life? Because you believe what he said. And the logical says in another place here that anyone that believes in him has passed from death unto life. So all of those statements are not just well, only if I do some things again after he has, you have to believe that word and then give your life to him and he will guide you to life. So if you believe that you are saved from your sin, you are being redeemed, then believe every word of God that he has given you this authority also over all these forces of darkness. Believe that word. Then exercise your authority. Don't be afraid of the enemy. That's what I'm trying to say. Because if you believe that I'm saved, I am redeemed, I'm certain that Jesus Christ is my Lord, and I believe he said, if I die today, he will raise me on the last day. I believe he said, because those are all these words, he said that they have passed from death unto life. If I have passed from death unto life, and I believe it, then I have to believe the other one that says, he has given me authority over all these enemies. And just believe the word of God. Search the Bible and say, these are all the Bible verses. And this word of God is what I have to hold on to. And just use it. 
and it works it works amen if you know if you test if you try it you will know that it works praise the lord now i'm going to just wrap it up with ephesians chapter one i wrapped up with that because i believe that uh, we have a short time that we have to talk ephesians chapter one verse 20. in this verse apostle paul was telling us what the lord jesus christ asked but he also told us that we also actually we are also in christ jesus so that is part of the same that we have the authority because he is above all and he has raised us up to be also in him and if we are in him the authority he has is the authority we have but that may be too deep for many some people say well gee i don't understand that but let's read what the apostle said the word of god will explain itself Verse 19 of Ephesians 1, he was talking about the Lord Jesus Christ and what is the exceeding greatness of the power of God to us who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. That is, the Lord Jesus Christ is in the heavenly places at the right hand of God, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world but also in that which is to come. Now, Picture that. The Lord Jesus Christ is above all. We all, everybody believe that. But you have to also believe that we believers, you and I as a believer, we are in him. Yes. Inside him. Sitting wherever he is sitting, we are sitting. If you say we are his body, how many believe we are the body of Christ? Oh, yeah. So that's you and I as a believer, we are his body. That's what the Bible says. If we search the Bible, we said Christ is the head, the church believers are the body of Christ. So if the head is sitting somewhere, the body is also sitting in the same place. If the head is sitting on the right hand of God, above all those principalities and powers, like that Bible verse said, the whole head and body is sitting there. We have to believe that by faith. And that is what he is saying, because you now go to verse 2, and he told us that we have been raised up with Christ. Look at verse 2, chapter 2, verse 4 and 5. God who is rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he loved us even when we were dead in sins has quickened us together with Christ by grace he has saved. Verse 6 And has raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus so that you and I we are actually sitting where Christ is seated we are actually sitting there in the spirit. So we are above Satan and all those devils people are afraid of or not. It takes our faith to believe that. We have to, we have to keep on reminding ourselves that and then begin to exercise that authority. So that is why Christ and say, I give you authority over all these things. Don't be afraid of them. But if you are still afraid of them, begin to exercise it. You will say that they will obey you. Yeah, but I know that body, you know, don't, don't say somebody did something he didn't do. I know somebody that tried, it didn't work. No, you just believe what God said. Uh-huh. You can go from different level to different level on this faith, but I want to just take this as a challenge that whatever the Bible said, whatever Jesus Christ said he had given to us, can we just take that Bible verse like that? I say yes. Mm-hmm. Can we exercise it like that? I say yes. Try it and you see it works. 
An example of that is say, if you lay your hand upon the sick, they shall recover. That's the Bible we just read, Mark chapter 16. They shall lay hands upon the sick and they shall recover. Well, start with yourself. Start with yourself. You have some pain or ache or anything, you lay your hand upon yourself and say, Jesus, you said, if I lay my hand upon the sick, they shall recover. My body, you tell your body, my body, recover in the name of Jesus Christ. Don't say in my name. Expect it to be so. Amen? Amen. Expect it to be so. Expectation is the faith. Faith is the expectation. It is the substance of things you are hoping for. Praise the Lord. So let me, wrap, let me just stop right there. Faith is the expectation of what you are hoping for. Without me going into testimonies, 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 you can read some of those from the books. That's why I brought some of the books. But uh, let's just thank and thank the Lord that he has given us some little more like challenge. Let's thank the Lord. Father, we thank, Father, we thank you, Lord, for these few things that we have spoken to one another. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus Christ, for just reminding ourselves that faith works. Your word works. What we speak through our mouth is important and essential. And we do not want to say positive and then say negative. We want to always keep positive. Say, blessed always. Father, I just pray for the congregation that you will help them. That word that you have just spoken to them, let it be blended into their heart. Let it be mixed with faith in their heart in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And Lord, with, after that, after it mixed with their faith, help them to go forth and exercise that faith in their corners, wherever they find themselves. Let them exercise that faith. And Lord, you have always said you are there to back it up. Say, this sign shall follow. When we go and do it, it will follow. The miracles will follow. The healing will follow. And what we say shall come to pass is what you said in your word. And as we confess it, like our pastor was saying, that you prophesy good things for yourself, it shall come to pass. But when you prophesy good things for yourself because of anger, because of rage, because of some circumstances, don't reverse that prophecy. Don't say negative things concerning what you just said. Don't say negative about anybody, your children, your spouse, anything. Don't even reverse that. Just keep saying positive. Keep on blessing. And the blessing shall be yours. Thank you, Father. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, is anybody need some prayer? Anybody say, can you pray with me? Yes, come forward, sister. Anybody else? You want me to pray with you? Because God just flashed that to my mind and say, anybody may want to be prayed for. Just come forward, we pray with you, Sarah. Kanda Bahoda the Shedara. Kamba the Hoda Kamba the Shedaria. Sarah Kanda Bahoda the Shedaria Kamba. I remember somebody said, Well, why don't you impart some blessing? The reason why I never talk about imparting blessing, you only impart what you have got. Now, the boldness is what the Lord gave to me, I can say, boldness to tell other people about Jesus. When you read that testimony, you say, oh, yeah, there are conf confrontation with voodoo people. We are not just talking of the one that we, we don't know they have the voodoo. We saw the devil descend on errand. We saw the devil descend on errand. And we bind the devil. I mean, God opened the eyes to see the devil. So that is boldness with the Lord. Once you have that boldness, you can only pardon say, you want to witness for Jesus? He may give you that same boldness if you are going to step out and not be afraid. That's why we talk about faith. His word, just believe his word and then walk with him. And he's helping you in that. He will help you in that. So I'm going to pray now. You just pray for yourself. 
and our money just leave my up on you and the Lord is going to be blessing you. So the conda the conda Whatever is whatever you need. I'm not going to ask you what you need. You just tell the Lord what you need. He knows what you ask for. But taking the first step of coming forward means that you believe. Now you tell him in your heart what you want him to do for you. You want the boldness, he will give to you. You want the baptism of the Holy Ghost, you ask him, he will give it to you. It is Jesus that does those things. Even the prayer for the healing of the body, it is Jesus. The Lord said, he said, my father that is in me, do these works. So it is the father that is going to do these works. All we are, we are just his hands and his, his feet to get in there. But we know he's here with us, not so. So just talk to him right now. What you want him to do for you, he will do for you. And now we pray for all the people that are here. Father, I just pray for all our brothers and sisters here that are here. And I know, Lord Jesus Christ, you know what they ask, what they desire. And Lord, meet them in the, in the, in the place of their need. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Receive what you ask for in the name of Jesus Christ. I join my faith with your faith. That you receive what you believe for in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ told that woman, said, Your faith has made the old. So, whatever you're believing for, I pray for you in the name of Jesus Christ. Receive what you are believing God for. And let it be so in the name of Jesus Christ. Mama, whatever you are believing God for, receive it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. It is so in the name of Jesus Christ. Because the Lord is thy keeper. Thank you, Lord. Whatever you are believing God for, receive it in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord Jesus Christ. Say with your own mouth quite literally, Lord, what you want him to do for you. Because he said you shall say and shall receive it. Receive what you are asking from the Lord Jesus. I enjoy my faith with your fear now that it be so for you in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. Whatever you are believing God for Jesus, give it to him. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Whether it is for your children or for your grandchildren or for your relatives, receive a prayer answered in the name of Jesus Christ. Receive whatever you are asking from the Lord in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, thank you, Lord. Give her in the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Receive whatever you are asking from the Lord. And I could join my faith with yours that you receive it in Jesus Christ's name. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Whatever your desire, say, God grant you the desire of your heart. Receive whatever you are asking from the Lord in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, thank you, Lord. Jesus. The miracle worker. Say, so come by the heart of the shed and receive what you're asking for from the Lord. Whatever you desire from Him, He will grant to you in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you, Lord, for all these children. Receive what you desire in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You can go back to your seat. God bless you. Let's clap our hands and give God praise. Amen. Hallelujah. If you are truly being blessed, clap your hands and give God praise. Let's stretch forth our hands to Daddy and just begin to pray for him. And every virtue that has gone out of him, the Lord will replenish back. He has been a blessing to us. And the Almighty God will bless him in return. In the name of Jesus Christ. And the Lord will perfect all that concerns his ministry. He will go from glory to glory, from success to success. 